Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It's Friday, June 7th, National Donut Day. We couldn't be more excited about it. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini. And you can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can also get us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. YouTube, the same thing. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is. We're on Periscope. Everywhere around the world, you can get us online. So go check it out. Easiest thing to do, winningcureseverything.com. That's got everything you could possibly need. Let me give you a rundown of today's show. We're going to talk Warriors, Raptors, NBA Finals Game 4. Uh, we're going to preview, or I guess recap, Game 3 and then preview Game 4 for tonight. The St. Louis Blues took a 3-2 lead in the NHL Stanley Cup uh, Final. And notice I said final, not finals. Isn't that what that is? Yeah, hockey does a final. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, is fighting Steve Rolls this weekend. Tyreek Hill, the investigation is apparently closed. We're going to talk about what that means. And we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'll let Chris get into that in a little bit, but it, it, interesting conversation. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by BetNow.eu. Use promo code WINNING50. You can get a 50% deposit bonus. Great online sports book. they got a great layout, great odds. Go check it out for yourself. BetNow.eu. You can see it at the bottom of the screen if you're watching us. If you're listening on the podcast, you'll have a link in the description. Go check it out. BetNow.eu. Use promo code winning 50, you will get a 50% deposit bonus. Chris, how is everything? Good, man. It's Friday. It's rainy here in the Memphis area, but yeah, it uh, it's almost the weekend. Hey, you got that right. I, I didn't tell you. Uh, Lincoln, my one-year-old, took his first steps last night. Yeah, boy. So we were pretty excited about that. We, Of course, like my daughter, as she's almost 14 now, took her first steps at like 11 months. So yeah. we've been kind of waiting on this. And now, I mean, it's he's at 13 months already. It was like, all right, man, we're going to San Francisco next month. Like, you're gonna have to be walking around some. Like, we ain't, <laughs> I ain't carrying you around. Be walking around San Francisco, brother. <laughs> no, he won't be doing that. But at least I can put him on the ground and let him walk a little bit, right? So, because we got oh. these carriers and all this, and I ain't planning on taking a whole bunch of mess out to San Francisco. Like, we're taking the whole family out. It should be a good time. I'll, I'll talk more on the show about the uh, about the hell trip the last time I went to San Francisco, but yeah, uh, looking forward to that. So he first steps last night. He kind of got his balance and everything, and he started standing up and walking and whatnot. We got like at the most I think was like six steps in a row. He was he was kind of rocking it. So um, let's talk about well first it, National Donut Day. You excited about this? No, not at all. <laughs> so you're, you're like right me. Now. It's like we're we're watching our carb intakes and we're watching like calorie yeah. intakes. My uh, <laughs> the current Mrs. Giannini has put me on a pretty strict diet. Well, I can understand it. That's I'm I'm headed to San Francisco. Like I said, I got to be in shape. Well, Man, I, I'm not getting in shape for anybody. I'm just trying to not die at forty. Well, see, that's the thing. I just I don't want to have a heart attack trying to walk up and down those hills in San Francisco. <laughs> like it, the, the last time I went, man, it, it like. Up and down. That whole city is nothing but up and down, up and down. And it's we're gonna be walking almost the whole time. So I gotta be uh I gotta be in shape. 
Right. Can I, I have used, those little side cars, those little trolley cars? They the they fence? got the cable cars, but it will, no, we'll be doing that some, but that ain't all of it, right? Like we can't just ride those things everywhere. Why not? That's, I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I've been told that we're going to be walking quite a bit. We're not doing the hiking like we did last time, so that's a good thing. Yeah. But I yeah, I got to be at well, least somewhat. I wouldn't do that ever again. That's I'm that doing a bunch like a of one. doing a bunch of squats and all that. I ain't going back to Yosemite ever. Like that, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. But I am going to Big Sur, and it's really pretty out there. Like because uh, Pacific Coast Highway, yep. gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Um, let's talk about the Warriors and Raptors. Come on. All right, Game Three. First off, let's talk about the uh, the minority owner that shoved Kyle Lowry. Because I'm completely torn on this. Uh, I am I, too. Golly. So we haven't talked about this together at all, which no. normally is rare. We usually text or, or, or talk a lot during these games and when all this stuff is going on throughout the week. But I, it, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, what a dick. You don't push that guy. Kyle Lowry might knock him out. And then he didn't, and they kind of jarred back and forth, and he got back in the game. I thought, okay, no big deal. Yeah. And I saw they were walking the guy out. All right. And I just kind of thought that was the end of it. Him being the owner. Yeah, you can't do that if you're the owner, right? No, you definitely can't do it as the owner. But I don't know, like, we live in a world where if somebody messes up and does something stupid, we just take them out back and shoot them, right? It's like the world that's, we live in. That's basically what it is. I yeah. mean, everybody just gets the death penalty for screwing up. Now, now, obviously, nobody's crying a river for this tech billionaire that has bought into the Warriors, <laughs> and, and nobody feels any sympathy for the Warriors. We'll get into that when we break down game three. But, like, I would pretty much just say, hey, dude, you can't ever sit on the floor again. Like, you want to sit in the owner's suite? Come on. But but that's it. Like, when you come in here, you don't get to hobnob with the media or do any of other stuff. You, you pretty much have to come in, you go to the owner's suite, and we're done. Like, keep your hands to yourself. Don't be a dick. And and we're fine. If and this it doesn't been... seem like it's going that way. It wouldn't surprise me if Adam Silver comes in and says – you gotta, you gotta sell your shares. Well, no. Here's what he did. So I, I don't. Did you not see the uh, the actual punishment? Well, well, yesterday, but I didn't think that, that was from the league. I thought that no, was that's from the that's from the league. He's suspended for the rest of this series and five hundred thousand dollar fine. No, right? he's he's suspended for a year, okay. so he can't come back until after next year's finals. So that would be the uh, the twenty twenty no yeah twenty twenty and twenty twenty one season. So he can't come back until then, and it's the five hundred thousand dollar fine. I see. I think that might have been a little bit excessive. I like, think so too. If it's a regular fan that does it, like he just gets arrested and like banned from the arena, right? That's right. But That's if right. it's the he's owner, not really arrested, like nobody's going to press charges against him. No, like he's he's going to go out and they're going to book him, and then they're going to let him go. Right. They're gonna say you you can't come back in this building anymore. Exactly. Like because what he did was like not that crazy, but yeah. like Kyle Lowry didn't even come close to. He was two chairs over from him. Like there was well, no reason for him to actually well, do that, that, anything. That's the biggest problem is is it, it's not like Kyle fell on him and he was like shoving him off of him. Yeah. In that situation, yeah. I could completely understand like just a little shove, like "Hey, get off me!" or "Hey, get yeah. off my wife!" or whatever. He right? went out of his way to shove Kyle. So I, exactly. I, I get that the guy's a jerk. Totally get that he's a jerk, and I don't feel any sympathy for him. But I also think, you know, there's a lot of media calling for this guy to have his, you know, uh, shares like revoked or whatever. And yeah, I'm. Back. I'm not. Like, I mean, come on. At some point in time, 
he's a jerk yeah. and he'll be treated as such and he'll be seen as such. He's going to be shunned through the rest of his peers. I mean, I think, I think that's the that's biggest a, thing here. Like he, he's embarrassed. And they're also about to move into this $1.5 billion palace yep. and he's not going to get to take part of it. Yeah. He's going to miss the whole first year and the next year when he gets to walk in it, it's just going to be another place. Yeah, you got it. You got that right. So, uh, so let, let's kind of recap game three. Uh, how did you feel about it? Like, I, I, I won my bet, obviously. I thought Steph Curry would go under because I thought the Raptors' defense would be all over him. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I should have thought about the fact that Curry was going to take, you know, 100 shots because nobody else is going to be able to score, right? That's so right. It, I, I think that the Raptors – can win this series. I, I picked them in seven from the very beginning. Uh, I picked the Raptors in the last game. Clay Thompson coming back doesn't really – it doesn't scare me because you can't really come back from a hamstring that quick. I was just about to say, he's not going to be 100% the rest of this series. And I've been on record. Everyone said, KD will be back by game four. So, oh man, guess what? He ain't back game four. Yep. I said it before the series started. I don't think KD's playing, man. I, I don't think he is either. I don't think he's coming back. The only way he comes back is if it's a game seven situation. That's that's it. That's I, it. I thought after game two, like Demarcus Cousins looked like a an all star in right. game two, and then last game looked. Are you asking the man to play two games back to back and two games in four nights? It's not like it's a back. to Yeah, it's not like it's the next night or even two nights later like tonight is. He's out of shape, man. He's, he's That's, out. This is why you can't take a month off and then play or two months off and then play, yeah. especially when you're that big and lumbering. Um, Which so, is why I don't think even if KD did come back, it would it would help. This is why I don't think KD's coming back, though. I don't think he, it's going to help because it's going to draw a ton of attention to him no matter what. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to still use energy to guard him, even if he's just out there for a decoy. Um, so so this, is, this is my takeaway from the game. So many people are, well, all these guys for the Warriors are hurt and they have no depth. And it's like, you know what? You have five all-stars. You have four of the top 15 players in the NBA. I'm sorry that you don't have that and a ton of depth. Okay? I don't feel yeah. sorry for you. It's it's you one of the other. You a river. You and you and your spoiled little rich owner, y'all can all go suck it. Right? <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for you that you have no depth. Nobody to help. We always. I'm going to assume that you are a, a Raptors fan in this series, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, as soon as Mark, well, a I do like Kyrie uh, Curry. Oh, God Almighty, Kawhi. <laughs> I've got, you like Kawhi, and you like uh, as Kyle the show Lowry. Goes on, I've got other yeah. K names going through my head. Um, I I like Kawhi a lot. I really hated what he did in the Spurs last year. Yeah, kind of wanted to hate him for that. I I just can't when I watch him play. And I watch how hard he plays both sides of the ball, and I and I see just kind of how special he is. I, I just can't muster the hate up for that guy. But the biggest thing is, as soon as they dealt for 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 Zach, for for Mark, I'm in. I'm in. I'm oh, in 100. Yeah. I, I want Mark to get a ring more than everything. That's just total homerism. That's total Memphis guy loving Mark Gasol. Want to see him get a ring. But but at the end of this, that's take all that away. They're they're. On the Ringer show with Bill Simmons and uh, Ryan Rosillo, they asked, okay, 
Number one and number two, if you were redrafting all of these guys, you took both these teams, threw them in a pot, redrafted. First two guys are easily Steph and 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 Kawhi one way or another. Right. Who, who are you taking third? After that would probably be Draymond. Right? His assumption is Draymond. And but then after um, that, it's everybody Ryan else. Rusi- Ryan Rosillo said right now that he would he would take um, Draymond. Oh, nope, not Draymond. Oh, Siakam. Siakam. That's yeah. it. God, I can't believe the names to get me. He he would take Siakam. He would take Siakam over Draymond the way Draymond's playing. If you look at just how Draymond has played these first, uh, what is it? Three games. Three games. Yeah. He would take he's Siakam has outplayed him. Siakam has been more productive than him. And, now, now Draymond overall. in game two was significantly better. That's right. Like, that's but right. Siakam but in game three games. was better. But so it's one of two games. It's so Siakam Siakam's been better than two games, and Draymond's been better in one. So he would take Siakam, and I don't know that you're. you're this is only Siakam's uh, third year. In, yeah, this is Siakam's third year in the league. Like, yeah. so Draymond's got some uh, some experience on him. But I, I like Siakam's development. Oh, I, I mean, too. absolutely. I, I think he's turned into a legit player. Uh, I, I like the Warriors going forward. I mean, the, uh, the the Raptors going forward. I'm I'm a little curious to see what Clay looks like. I don't. I'm not afraid of KD coming back because I don't think it's happening. I'm on record as saying that. I yeah. just don't see him coming back. I think his bags are packed and ready for New York. It, well, and we can talk about that all we want to, whether it's the Knicks or the Nets, right? Like, Either way, it's not going to be Golden State in my eyes. I'd be I, shocked if it is. If they lose this series, like, do you think there's a chance he comes back? Because I don't think they can sign him and Clay, right? No, no. There's, there's. I, I think he's done there. I just do. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've gone out on some big limbs. I don't know that that's a massive limb, but I, I just think that he's, he's gone. Uh, the first half spread tonight is uh, is Raptors plus two and a half. That's what I'm taking. It's minus one hundred five. Uh, look, Golden State. I don't know that they've won a first half in. No, they, haven't. they haven't led a first half in single in in in, in this game or in the last series. I don't think. I was just about to say in against Portland. Portland, I think, led every first half. Yeah, I think it. Well, it All may have been like the last three, but I mean, we're talking six straight games where yeah. the other team has come out uh, hot in the first half. So that's that's my bet for tonight. I'm here's here's what I like about the Raptors. Siakam, we talked about this the other day before Game Three, which was Kawhi's got to get some help. Somebody else has got to step up. Not just somebody got hot. Martin only played like six minutes, but it was six good minutes. Siakam played another great game, not as good as Game One, but. Another great game. Lowry got going. Danny Green looked like the Danny Green of old. Well, here's man, here's the point totals. I'll, I'll I'll read you this. So Serge Ibaka had the least scoring out of anybody. They they played seven he had players. A minutes bunch. though. Played yeah, defense. he he played twenty one minutes. Was was good. Um, six points, five rebounds. Uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, had eleven points. Didn't even mention him in that. Yep. yep. Uh, Mark Gasol had twenty six minutes and seventeen points. Uh, Siakam had 38 minutes and 18 points. Danny Green, 27 minutes, 18 points. Kyle Lowry, 43 minutes, 23 points. And Kawhi, 38 minutes and 30 points. Not a single player for the Raptors shot less than 50%. In the the game before, nobody was 50%. 
and, yeah. and nobody was double digits other than Kawhi. Yeah, they, they couldn't do anything. It was trash. I'm telling you, if we can get a consistent game from six, what is that, six, seven people deep? Yeah. That's, you can't, you're not, the Warriors aren't beating that unless KD and, um, and, and, um, oh God, all these damn Clay names. Thompson. Clay Thompson. Yeah, Kevon uh, Looney ain't Kevon, coming back, and I think that's going to no, hurt Looney's more than done. they think. Yeah. If both of those got to come back, and they both have to be relatively healthy. It can't be I'm dragging my leg. I can run, but I can't stop. And every time I stop, I got massive pain. Because how are you going to hit a? How are you going to hit one of those run up jumpers? Hey, you're as not. soon as you stop and you're about to let the ball fly, that's when the pain flies in. Exactly. It's not running. It's the decelerating. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Which completely messes up their their game, their rhythm, their everything. It's what their game is based on, and. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Now, if Thompson comes out and has one of those first quarters where he scores 38 points in a quarter, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing that I've ever seen, but it would shock me. It, it's a, He's a catch-and-shoot guy, so, That's yeah, it. he can absolutely do it. But, like, you're going to have to find a way to get people off of him, and I don't That's know that it. they can do that. No, I think they're going to play defense. Uh, I mean, let's a good defensive team. Let's move on from that. Let's talk about the St. Louis Blues. So, you've watched a lot more of this than I have. I watched last night – uh, good gracious, right? Just three uh, two lead for the Blues. They've won two in Boston. Is is home ice advantage? I guess home advantage. No, uh, nothing in hockey. Like it doesn't matter in hockey at all, right? If you if you look at the statistics for the last ten years, it means nothing. Not in the playoffs. Not in the regular season. It it is the one sport where you can take home ice and throw it away. You want as many games at home so you can sell tickets. Yeah, and I think that's it, it. Like, that's it the only nothing. thing. I, I'm going to tell you this. I was excited for this team. I don't hate the Blues. This is the matchup I wanted um, in, in seeing Boston or the Blues. When the first I, half of the blues. year, I mean, the, the Blues were the worst team in hockey. Like, it, it's crazy goalie, to think about. Their goalie that can't give up a goal right now started out in some, like, San Antonio, like, Triple-A league that nobody's ever heard. It's like he was playing for the AF. What are you talking about? What are we doing? This guy, this yeah. guy was playing for, 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 for the Santa – I don't know, where, wherever it is in San Antonio. Like, he wasn't on the team. He wasn't in the NHL. <laughs> hey, Dan jumps in on Facebook. He said, Blues in six. Listen, That's kind of what it looks like, man, right? Get off me. I'm tired of this. That was up until last night. So, here's what happened. The Blues – the Blues – Get a little chippy because they have to play chippy. All right. Yeah. They're not as talented. So they got to, they got, and that's not a knock. That's not a knock at all to beat teams that are more talented than you. You've got to do some things that are unconventional. But in the first couple of games, those are fouls and they got called fouls. So what do they do? They whine and bitch to the refs and oh, they're calling this game and we can't get any calls. So last night, they let them do anything they wanted. They took shots at the head. Guys went out with concussions. Speaking of, no have, you, have you ever seen – Have you ever seen a playoffs, like between football, basketball, and the NHL, right? This year's playoffs have had so many missed calls, right? Like, am I crazy for that? Like, it feels like it's, it's worse it's in worse, every right? sport. All right. There's a there's a podcast that I actually I'm going to recommend everybody listen to. It's by Michael Lewis. It's called Against the Rules, and he talks about um, referees in life. Okay, and I mean it's every kind of referee that you can imagine, not just in sports, but 
you know, the financial referees that let the financial crisis go and, and like just, just all art referees that judge art and, and value it and praise it and how, how it's all messed up. And he swears that as technology has gotten better, that if you look at the numbers as a whole on a big picture, every ref is substantially better today than they've ever been. But because we see it and cover it, but I just don't know that that's the answer. Part of me thinks that maybe they are, if you look at a season-wide, they're not as bad. But in big moments, they tend to have big lapses. And maybe we didn't have social media and all the cameras to catch it in the past, and now we do. So they're not that they're worse. We just see it better. But last night, last night in this game, there were two big plays that injured two players for the Bruins. Absolutely took them out of the game for several minutes until they could figure out – where they were, and both of them probably concussions, but hockey just doesn't handle concussions the way football and basketball and everybody else does. And and neither a penalty, and that's how the second goal was scored, and Boston scores shortly after that. You don't get that goal when you get that penalty instead. It's a 1-1 game, and you have no clue how this thing ends. Exactly. It, it absolutely changed the game. It, it totally changed the game, and the difference between that missed call or those missed calls and the missed call for the Saints are the other big blown calls that have hurt teams in playoffs going forward is people actually got injured. People actually had pretty serious injuries and in what we know about concussions today. But the issue is, is the Saints didn't go to the Super Bowl and this might cost them a Stanley Cup. Yeah. But more importantly, you blew a call that hurt somebody. And that's what pissed me off. Being a Bruins, and I know God, Boston gets they get the rap that they get because they are who they are. All right. You got to be judged on what you see. Fans throwing things, fans getting in fights, classy Boston. Get it. I understand. <laughs> it, I, I understand, but I also watch that game and I fully understand the anger and frustration that those people felt. Yeah, I can, I can understand. Do you see the it's kid one thing at to the be end? Screwed. It's another thing to be screwed and have two of your best players getting hurt while your captain already has a broken jaw. Now, that wasn't a dirty play. That's just something that happens in hockey. Yeah. But. And anyway. you see the the kid behind the glass at the end of the yeah middle finger up yep. yeah that it was it was classic that was sensible hey that doesn't bother me I don't think that that's trashy at all I'd have given him the middle finger I got well, no that. that I don't think that's trashy no salute that guy <laughs> that's fighting at the end of the day you can't you can't start assaulting folks um let's move on to uh, to topic number three oh who's your pick you you still taking blues in this one. No, hell no. I'm not taking the blues. What are you talking about? <laughs> Still taking the blues? When was I taking the blues? Well, I'm just talking about right now. They're the favorite right now. Never bet against Boston. All right. All right. I'm, I'm in on the blues. Boston. I'm in on the blues on this one. I'm sure. So is the NHL. Yeah. It, it seems like it, don't it? <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Topic number three. Gennady Golovkin fighting Steve Rolls. MSG on the zone this Saturday night. Uh, Triple G. Like you remember once upon a time, and it wasn't that long ago. It where, was last year, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. So last year, it was like him and Canelo, and then they had the second fight, and it was just as rigged as the first one, and blah blah, blah blah blah. The whole thing was crap. But like this, this fight, Steve Rolls nineteen and zero. Like he's a young guy. I think so. This was set up, and this is what all these other fighters do, right? Anthony Joshua, he couldn't just go out and fight some bum. Like That's he it. had to actually fight. Somebody that was decent to draw in, you know, numbers to draw in whatever. Sell tickets and sell pay per views. Yeah, right? and and you don't want to just build up your your numbers, your record 
against complete crap opponents. You don't want to bring in a boxer that's two and twenty six, you know, to fight against whoever, right? That's so true. what these guys are having to do is there's some risk involved in these, but. I don't know. Like, Steve Rolls is undefeated, but he's still really, really young in the game. I was going to say, man, he's still 19, though, man. Yeah, but what DAZN is doing, like, DAZN signed to Triple G, and Triple G took the deal only because he wants to go back and fight Canelo, right? And he wants to do it somewhere besides Vegas because he does not believe that Vegas gave him uh, correct scores in the first two fights. So... This one tomorrow night, like I, I would have said that Rolls had a chance before, but now, uh, after what Andy Ruiz Jr. did last week, I, I don't think. By the way, doesn't that feel like forever ago? Yep. Like after what he did, I don't think there's any chance that Golovkin loses the, on Saturday the, night. The only issue, the only issue with. Yes, it seems like, okay, I just watched this other guy get embarrassed on national, whatever, I guess not national TV, but but nationwide, across the world. And and so now I've got to make sure not to uh, fall into that, fall prey to that. Right. The problem is, is that happened a week ago. If you hadn't been training and preparing up until then because you've been overlooking a guy and then you see that, one week of just hustling down. Ain't gonna stop that guy from whipping your butt. No, I I believe Golovkin takes this I, stuff I, more seriously. Yeah, I was I was just about to say Golovkin's fought some people. Yeah. Okay. And then Joshua just hadn't. He hadn't. He had yeah. handpicked all his opponents, and this was one of the toughest guys. Not that this guy's record was great or or that. Well, I mean, Andy Ruiz is he's thirty two and one now. That's right. That's right. And he's the champ. Yeah. I, you know. But like he's he's for real. He was, he was still a handpicked guy that they yes. thought we'd go in there and smoke this dude. Yeah, at Triple G. What, now, what, what I was saying before, by the way, um, Triple G, like it was not that long ago, like just a, a couple of years ago, he was absolute must-see TV. Oh, yeah. And this star. is, yeah, he's he's an absolute, and he still kind of is, but it shows you how big it is when you lose that zero next to your name, right? Because. I, see, I, so I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I We just are. Okay. I watched him fight. If I don't have anything about the zeros, I, if I see the fight and I think the refs totally or whoever scored in the game, the fight totally messed the scoring up, I don't judge the fighter for having that loss. I just don't because I watched. No, the no, fight. no. But I, I'm not talking about just us. Like the mainstream, right? Like nobody's even talking about this fight tomorrow, and. I mean, it's still a pretty big fight. You got a guy that's nineteen and zero against a guy that's like forty two one and one. Like, I, I guess my issue with that is, is if you if you were already mainstream and you watched the first fight a year ago or two years ago, like, and you know it was a screw job, you're watching this one too, knowing the same information you've got. Yeah. And if you're trying to get new people excited, I guess it's a different marketing thing. I don't. I don't know. I guess I don't care that much about undefeated records. Usually, when I see a guy that's thirty and zero or forty and zero, I just work under assumption that you fought a bunch. You, you fought a bunch of fifth graders. Yeah, that is it. Like, like <laughs> there's no amount of fifth graders that can beat me. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a. I'm not a strong guy. There's no amount of fifth graders in the world that's going to beat me up. I'll be a thousand and zero if you put me in a thousand rings with them. And if you just have a big number with a goose egg, I just, I just assume. You hadn't fought somebody. Oh, you're actually really fighting somebody. Now I want to watch and I want to bet the dog. 
Yeah, that's the way I see the world. I, I, I hey, I can understand that. When can I bet the dog? So that's a tri- good opportunity to do it. Triple G was the uh, was the knockout king before Deontay Wilder, right? That's right. And now it's it's all Wilder's world. They're different weight classes, different divisions, all that kind of mess. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Golovkin, like he's he's an entertaining fight. If you, I think this will be a fun fight. I think it. Could oh, it's, be. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Now, I, I think Golovkin probably finishes him off in like the sixth or seventh round. I don't know. I mean, Triple G, he was once. He, he's player. getting older. Well, yeah. Like that's that's the biggest issue, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'll tell you exactly how old he is. Triple G. We'll just Google that thing. Let's see. Triple G is thirty-seven years old. He's a year older than me. I'm gonna say that guy's my age. Jesus. So. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's legit. He's real deal. But uh, but yeah, the the Canelo thing, man. It it. I wonder if it's taking a toll on him or what. I'm I'm curious to see how he's gonna come out because when you lose that confidence in the judges. Yep. In in being able to control a fight on points and whatever else, when you lose that kind of thing, like you start taking risks and trying to go for knockouts, and well, that's what a lot of these guys are doing now anyway. I mean, Ru, um, Anthony R- R- Joshua, oh God. who Andy Ruiz or Anthony Ruiz. Joshua? That's it. Man, <laughs> today is an off day for me. So bad. It's a Friday. We're ready for the weekend. Anthony Ruiz. Not not a boxer. He's a puncher. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um uh, got them quick uh, hands. Even 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 um Anthony Joshua, not a boxer, puncher. Like all none of these guys are old school boxers with great form and whatever. So the fact that he's taking risk, it's no different than the guys he's fighting now. All of all of these guys are now just punchers. That's yeah. just all boxing has become because they realized Beating somebody on points just doesn't work. If you leave it into the to the judge's hands, you have no chance to be consistent. When it's it's what happened with it's it's what happened with Joshua, right? right. Joshua, it's it's not that he was worried about judges; he was worried about perception, right? Which Deontay Wilder just a few weeks ago knocked out this dude in the first round. That it took Joshua seven rounds to knock out. Well, he comes to America; he wants to put on a show. You give it everything you got in the first few rounds, and you can't get that knockout. And then you get into the sixth, seventh round, you're a little bit gassed, and this yeah. guy's still going. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Well, you start Wilder's, taking risks. Wilder's no different than any of those other guys I named. Wilder is not a boxer at all. He's no. a puncher. He can hit really hard. If he hits you, it's over. Exactly. And but, he's got quick hands, too. That's right. But but that, that so, so to say he's, he's now taking more risk and stuff – Maybe he need he's trying to balance still being a great boxer, and and trying for more knockouts and being more aggressive on his knockouts. I that might be a dangerous line to follow. Yeah. You either need to get in there and say, "I'm going to box this guy and I'm going to use my skill," or you're going to say, "I'm going to knock him out." But I think if you're trying to do both, it it, it can get scary. Work. Things can get yeah, a little bit hairy. That's there. where I would be afraid. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, let's move on. Let's talk NFL before we close up shop. Uh, Tyreek Hill, the criminal investigation is now closed on him. So they're not bringing charges. Like it's whatever happened, happened, and they're not they're not doing anything about it. However, and and let's I've got a tweet from Pro Football Talk that's pulled up. Uh, he said, 
Uh, I don't. I'm currently traveling. I don't have time to personally write about it. So he's not. You know, uh, who is it? Mike Florio that does PFD. Yeah, Mike Florio is one of the big ones. Yeah. So uh, the Tyreek Hill development, uh, the closing of the investigation, does not mean that he's innocent. It also does not mean he will avoid a finding by the league of one or more violations of the personal conduct policy. Prosecutors tend to bring cases only when they believe they can establish guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. It's a very high bar. For example, O.J. was acquitted of double murder, but most reasonable think, uh, people think he did it, and a jury in a civil case agreed. So, you know, like, what what do we think happens from here? Like, uh, minicamp is next week. Yes. So, he, I would imagine he's going to be at minicamp, right? I don't know the answer to any of this. I don't know how the Chiefs are going to handle it. Um, and and I'm very curious to find out what happened because I I saw some of the inter, the like interviews, not just interviews, like heard the footage with the child explaining to the police officer what happened. Like, so all of a sudden this this little kid just was told to make all that up and was able to tell a pretty convincing story. Kids are really bad liars. Yeah. They're really, really bad liars. I just don't, I don't know that that's true. I don't know what the police found or saw to, to stop the investigation. So yeah. that's something that I don't know. And I don't know what the NFL is going to do. Trying to predict what Roger Goodell and them are going to do. It it's, is, it's like trying to predict yeah. the weather, the wind. He, he's unpredictable brings no rhyme or reason to it and usually it's the dumbest thing that you can think of I well just the, think the deal here remember greg hardy got to come back and play with exactly. with very little suspension like it, it it was significant but that was after multiple no, multiple it was like times four games. that's well no i think after like he eventually had a 10 game didn't he maybe he like did. i think the maybe third time like <laughs> but but that's, I mean, if there's no video like here's the deal remember ray rice ray rice got two games yeah two games and Baltimore Ravens fans were like supporting him, like cheering him and everything. And yeah. and then the video comes out and up. Oh, well, now we've seen it. Like it was it wasn't enough to just hear about it and know exactly what happened. Like once we see it, it's that much worse. It's like No, it was pretty bad when you heard it, man. I was just about to say, pretty, like pretty it, bad when you heard it. So in this instance, I mean it in, in this, I don't have to see the footage of it happening. I can hear the child explaining what happened. Yeah, that's that's heartbreaking. I don't want to see footage of it. Well, and then of course you hear from the other side, which it, like they had all the text messages from her, like from the girlfriend to him, saying, "I did it. It was my fault. I'm sorry. I got you involved in this." And da da da. That was all after everything yeah. already happened. It was after all the other stuff got leaked. How so, hard is that to say? Here's a lot of money. I need you to send me all these texts, and you take the fall for this. Exactly. Right, like it's, it's so. At that point, you don't know who's I, what. Like I, I still think it's Tyreek, but what yeah. what does the NFL do in this instance? I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I'm trying to predict what Roger Goodell and them are going to do is usually, like I said, one guy gets a slap on the wrist for you know heinous crimes. The other guys, you know, get thrown under the jail for slaps like for for minor things. I just don't understand. I don't understand their logic, their reasoning, and they don't show anybody. They don't tell anybody what they're doing, their method behind it, what they found. They just say, we have our own investigation and we think this. Yeah. 
I think it's all bogus. I think it's all terribly well, you know, done as a quality of an investigation. And um, being somebody that had had to investigate things in the past, I just don't think they're very good at any of this stuff. No, I agree. So they're they're really good at making money. They have a product that is exceptional. Outside of that, I I think the NFL office is bad at almost everything else. I mean, the, think about the uh, the Kareem Hunt thing. Yeah, you know what? What does that even do if there is no video of that? That's right. You know, it's just Hang ridiculous. The, no, I actually think the video helped it. Like when I heard Kareem Hunt like kicks this chick in the face, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be bad. And then I see like him kind of like push her with his foot, and I'm like, now he's wrong. This whole thing is bad. One thing does not lead to another. You know, no, like, I'm with you. I, I, the video wasn't that bad, but there was video, and he got an eight-game suspension and got kicked off the team for it. Yeah, true. You know, well, it, so because off, there's video, I think they used that as an excuse because they thought the people behind him might be as good or better and cheaper. Maybe so. so. Now, so now you get to cut him without salary cap issues. You don't have to pay him any guaranteed money that you owe him after. Like he's still in a rookie deal, but it didn't matter. Like you can. All your financial obligations are gone because you're firing him with calls yeah. instead of instead of whatever. So and that to be honest, I just think that was a business decision. And they were like, hey, all right, we're doing all right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Williams ended up looking pretty good. Uh tell me about this. Let's close out with the uh, with hey, the Cowboys. I'll make, this, I'll make this quick. Um we don't want to go too long. The I, the next NFL offensive explosion? The guy who hates the Cowboys. Okay? Yeah. I hate them. And I make a living, if I could make a living, making fun of them. I've, I've made fun of them since I was a child. I just dislike them greatly. I heard a very convincing um, explanation as to why they might be the next offensive explosive juggernaut team in the NFL this year. Dan Orlovsky went on um, the Ringer NFL show with uh, Robert Mays and, and Kevin Clark. to suit, They cover the NFL better than anybody there is, hands down. And he explained Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator and Dak Prescott's abilities and skills. And he thinks that they're going to go more towards the college spread that a lot of NFL teams have started doing. A lot of people are going down, spending time with Lincoln Riley, learning that offense. Well, that's the offense Dak thrived in in college. Yeah. Just put up pretty amazing numbers in the SEC. Uh, and then you think about the background of Kellen Moore and why do we think he's going to run offenses like this? He was at Detroit and at the Cowboys and two of the most boring offenses you can imagine. Before that, I forgot all about this. He was under Chris Peterson at, at, at Boise State. Yeah. This guy was attached to one of the most, if not the most, create. this guy was Lincoln Riley before Lincoln Riley was ever born. The creative offensive guys in college football. Yeah. In Chris Peterson. His brother, Kirk, um, Kirby. Kirby Moore is yeah. coaching for Jeff Tedford at Fresno State right now. Another creative offense. I think this kid is going to come out and run more of a spread, and I think that's going to be Dak's best attributes. Oh, imagine, it, like, you know Ezekiel Elliott in space is I, That's it. And dangerous. Dak's running the football and throwing the football way better than sitting in the pocket. I mean, Dak is a not-as-athletic 
but more accurate throwing the football than Cam Newton. Not as strong arm and not nearly as fast, but like more accurate. He's he's a poor man's Cam. Yeah, yeah, but the things but, that but he's good. better. Like he's really good. That he's better at Cam. He's probably smarter than Cam at reading defenses, and he's probably more accurate than Cam. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I think I think this could work. Now this would this would be to my detriment. This would be something that. In order for me to get excited about watching it, I'm gonna have to have money on the Cowboys. You know, I don't like doing that, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of like the logic and reasoning and the arguments behind it. Yeah, I, I think Kellen Moore. When I heard the Kellen Moore hire, I thought, I love this. Cowboys won't win five games, but that's me thinking conventional old man football, and I like unconventional guys doing something different outside of the box thinking. And that's what I think this Kelly Moore hire is. It has a chance to be a home run. Yeah, I think it I does. Wrong. It might be a huge bust. Dan could be completely missing. But they, they got some serious speed on on the offensive side of the ball right now. Uh, I, I mean, they they brought agree. in Tony Pollard, and you know how fast he is. Uh, no, so. I totally agree. I think Cooper's numbers could be big, and I think Zeke in an offense like that could be even more dangerous than he already is. I, I'm. Part of me is lamenting all this, but because I like good football, part of me is is really excited and hoping that it happens. Oh yeah, well it's 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 more fun to beat the Cowboys whenever they're actually good, right? It's just more fun to not watch boring football, and they have a lot of primetime games, a lot of primetime games. Yeah, last year we watched them and the Giants play twice, and it was awful. And I watched it, and I complained the entire time. I watched them play the the Redskins twice. On prime time, and it was awful. And it, our games are always on prime time. Oh, yeah. And, and they've been boring. You know what? I don't want them to be boring. I'm going to have to watch them. Let's be exciting. I think I'm on board with this. I like this reasoning, and I'm kind of excited to see, is it is it real? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree. All right, that's going to wrap up the show. Friday, June 7th edition. Uh, remember, it's National Donut Day. Go out to Dunkin' Donuts, man. Go out to Krispy Kreme, whatever. Hook yourself up. Chris and I can't. So enjoy one for us. Uh, go now to uh, to betnow.eu. Use promo code winning fifty. Check that thing out. Great online sports book. Great layout. Great everything. Perfect odds. You got an NBA game tonight. You got a Stanley Cup game coming up. Uh, MLB is going on. Golovkin match. If you think that uh, Steve Rolls has got a chance at look, he's like plus fifteen hundred. That's even higher odds than Andy Ruiz was. You put down ten bucks, you can win one hundred fifty back. So go check it out. Betnow.eu. Chris, let's jump out of here. We will uh we will do this again on Monday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.